perfect illustration for term, which is epic failure. So I had an epic failure in my life. Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of Code and Beyond, a podcast where we talk about software development and anything beyond that. Today it's going to be about successes and failures. My name is Alex and I'm here together with my friend Pablo. Hi Pablo. Hello Alex. First of all, we would like to give some shout outs to awesome tools which we discovered or used this week. From my side, it's PlantUML, which is open source tool that allows you to create diagrams from a plain text. Personally, I use it mainly for sequence diagrams, uh, activity diagrams, but it supports a lot more. The tool is great because diagrams expressed as a text, which means you could have pull request reviews on on these diagrams. It's not a picture, uh, but you could get pictures in the end as well. Could be SVG, could be PNG. I also love it. The reason you mentioned like having a nice div on the PR, it's great. It's really easy to see what's added to the graph. I also found it that it's faster, at least for me. I could have diagram much faster than it would be anything where I have to use mouse, drag and drop squares and, and arrows. Yeah, you don't have to think about the design, right? It's rendered for you. You have the kind of a template behind and you write down the code, ask the tool to render it for you. That's it. You don't have to drag and drop stuff and move it around. Oh, and it's also extendable. And because it's open source, there are lots of extensions already. So this week I have Insomnia, which is a REST client, which is great because I like the UI and I really like the simplicity. It's really focused on making API requests and it does it really well. And one specific functionality that I, that I love is that they include the JSON path language. So it allows you to query JSON responses. It's really useful when you have huge payloads an array with tons of items on it and you need to search for a specific one, this query language really helps in, in there. And you could also have projects, something like folders with requests, and it has some sort of templating language. So you could have templates for, for your requests uh, mm-hmm. and then use variables for uh, tokens, usernames, emails, and so on. It has tons of really handy stuff like OAuth that makes your life easier when you have to authorize your client, things like that. Highly recommend it. Check it out. So now back to the main topic, which is successes and failures. And we agreed that today we will have four stories, two successes, two failures from two of us. And Pablo, please start first. I'm going to start with my failure. I don't like to call it a failure because I think in the end it was a success, but let's call it a failure. So... (laughs) Back in the days, I found a company with uh, four friends. It wasn't my first job, but like a professional developer, but was one of my first jobs. Probably it was a bit too early on my career developer, and I didn't know a lot of stuff. And the most important thing was that I didn't know how to deal with people, probably, and how to deal with clients, how to deal with uh, all that means running a business. Paperwork, I guess. Yeah, paperwork, bills, and managing tons of stuff that you have to manage when you run a company, paying salaries, things like that. (laughs) Our idea was that we were good at coding and we could provide our coder services and focus on building great products for our client. But when you run a company, it's much more complex than, than that. So the, the first years were, were good. We had some clients. We had a lot of fun. Yeah, it didn't last for, for long. Like we, we were a Spanish company. Uh, we hit a crisis here in Spain. So we started to lose some clients and things were not so good anymore. In the end, the, the company wasn't successful. 
that's why I'm calling it a failure, right? <laughs> I learned a lot. I made a lot of friends in there. I knew a lot of people through the company. It opened me a lot of doors. And the most important thing was that thanks to the failure of the company, I was open to new opportunities. And back then was moving to a different country because my girlfriend back in the days was already in a different country. So because I was totally free, I, I just... <laughs> finish my my work on, on my company I decided yeah why not let's try a different country let's try a totally different culture and that was what I consider maybe the very beginning of my let's call it successful development career. What was the state of your relationship with your friends because based on personal experience I tend to believe that it doesn't make sense to start a business with your friend because basically with this you sacrifice your friendship there, there are many cases when friendship is over because of business relationship. I think it was the other way around. So that they were we were colleagues from the from the university, but we were not super close friends when we mm -hmm. started the company. Thanks to the company, now we are I think we are really close friends. So yeah, on the, on that side it went really well. We were not very good at making money. But <laughs> <laughs> we were good at getting along with each other. Yeah, it's even better. It's much harder to find good people, good friends. like good, yeah. good friends, yes. Totally agree. When the life gives you a lemon, just make a lemonade. What you did basically. And the thing is with, with perspective now, I, I, I remember those days like, yeah, really good days. I, I remember when, when everything was done and we were failing, it was a bit of a drag and it was a bit sad to close the company. And on those days, you, you see everything like black. Mm -hmm. But now with the perspective, it's like, no, it was good. It was a super good experience. And yeah, it was great. It was a step in our careers. And now we are all in better position. So it wasn't so bad. <laughs> That's really interesting. When I was thinking about successes and failures, mm -hmm. uh, I got a picture in my head is that failure. So if you, if you imagine failure and success as a diagram, so it's a process, right? It doesn't happen in, in one moment, in one second, right? It's a, it's a process. And I imagine a failure is a diagram that it's something which slowly goes up as a line. And then there is a moment when it drops down. No, it's other way around. Sorry. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what was before you fell down and then slowly goes. It always stays with you like taste of failure always stays with you because it's experience. But success, other way around, you work hard for this success to happen. So it slowly goes up and then there's a spike, which is success. And that's it. And that, that becomes the baseline. And then it's again straight or maybe it slowly goes up till next success. It doesn't stay with you with the same taste as a failure. Yeah, you reach a different level and I think that's the reason why people say that it's easy to go up but difficult to go down. When you are stepping up in your career or you're, I don't know, getting a better job, getting a better position. Then if at some point you have to go back a yeah, lower position or get less money for the same job, things like that, I think it's harder than when you are starting from the very bottom. Everything, everything looks good. Everything is just getting better. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you have? So my story, I would call it, it's a perfect illustration for a term, which is epic failure. So I had an epic failure in my life. <laughs> I still have taste of this failure. Right now I could feel it. <laughs> of course, it's, it's totally different than it was in the moment when it was happening. To better understand it, I, I need to give a context. So I was around 16 years old when this happened. I was at school. I was smart kid, more or less. Mm -hmm. Because of this, I was participating at many competitions. And these competitions were like math, languages, science, this kind of stuff. And I didn't care much about them. But there was one competition which was about computers and then programming. And we had a class which was called informatics. We, we learned 
algorithms, the basic language, basic, the yeah. programming language. And I loved it. So that was the best thing in the whole school. Mm-hmm. And I also have to mention that I was, wait, so I was 16 at this point, And I was waiting for this moment to have this class for about six years. So Whoa. like six <laughs> years before this moment, I decided I would like to be a programmer. Mm-hmm. And when I finally got to this class, I decided, okay, I have to be the best there. So I was pushing hard and I was doing my best uh, to achieve this goal. At some point, teacher saw that I really passionate about this. And he said, like, you know, there's this competition and the topic was was new for me. So I was already participated in in different competitions. So I I know Uh what it is. And the idea is that uh, you have different levels. It's like a sport competition. So first of all, it's within the school. Uh, Then winner goes to the competition between the schools of the city. The one goes to the region and then country. The last will be in Moscow. I didn't aim for Moscow and uh, this level. At least at, at that point, but I was preparing myself. So it's it's like a sport. Like if you if you remember Rocky the movie, that was something like this background music and me pushing hard to prepare for this competition. I was doing this mental and then brain workout. <laughs> so it was super easy to be a winner within the school. Uh, and then it was day when I had to compete with other kids from different schools of mm-hmm. the city. So I went there and. I got my task. Uh, there was a few, few different tasks to solve. Like you have a sequence of numbers. You need to understand the, the algorithm, how they change, and you need to write program in, in basic, yeah. which will implement this algorithm, these kind of things. Yes. And we had four hours to do everything. It's plenty of time. Mm-hmm. So I solved everything as I thought in our something. So look super fast. I said, I'm done. And my teacher asked me, he was also there. He asked me, are you sure? You could just take your time, maybe make a break, double check everything. And I said, yeah, I already checked it three times. So it's it's all good. I'm <laughs> totally sure. So he said, okay, if you're sure, then of course I cannot hold you here. Yeah. So I put my stuff, all these small programs that I wrote, went home. And then in the evening, I realized that I made a mistake. Uh, I still had in my head all these tasks and I started thinking about them and there was one about sequences Mm -hmm. and I tried to change. So I had had this algorithm, right? How the sequences is created, how it's it's working. And I just changed numbers Mm -hmm. and I realized that my algorithm works just for these numbers that I got in my task and that's it. But it's wrong. Oh my God, I had time to fix this. And I, then I started to pay attention to other tasks in, in this in this competition. Yeah. And they were also wrong. So I, I applied the same the same thing. I was just too focused on this on the text of the task, just on these numbers. I basically solved them just for what I saw, but that's it. That's the wrong approach, right? You have to challenge your solution with a little bit more numbers. Yeah. So I somehow missed this. And I did 50 of these kind of tasks before. And I was so sorry. I was so ashamed. And next day, there is this class of this teacher. I had no idea how to go there, like how to look <laughs> in the eyes of this person. So I came, I apologized, of course. And he said, that, that's, yeah, happens. <laughs> you were learning. It's part of the learning process. And then the most horrible thing happened. So I, I almost didn't sleep the whole night because I was so nervous. Oh man, you you were too hard on yourself when you were a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you could imagine that I was waiting for years for this, yeah. for this success. I was imagining myself succeeding in this competition. And then my teacher told me, like, you know... 
I had to defend. So yeah, you did all everything wrong. There was one task out of five or six in total, which I solved correctly. And he told me that, you know, just to give you some points, I had to defend your wrong solution and say and say to, to other people who was like to other judges, it's like, yeah, like we could somehow think that some <laughs> at least some of this correct. It is they fit to the sequences that you have. And that was <laughs> even more horrible for me. So the lessons that I learned from this, pay attention to your task at your hand, try to focus on it, but also make a step back and try to broaden your view on the problem that you have, because it's super important. Sometimes when you focus on something, especially if you work on something so hard for a long time, you might not see something, you might not see better solution maybe easier solution for this problem because it's it's so close to you. That's why having a second pair of eyes is always really, really good. <laughs> so until today, I remember all this shame that they felt. Yeah, I still have it. Of course, now it feels different. Now it, it's not shame, it's, it's more like experience that now I know this. I know I learned this lesson and I accepted this. That's the failure, so I cannot revert it. But I know for sure that it's still with me. This experience is still with me. I, I always try... And- not to be super hard with myself when I make a mistake. Like, okay, I made a mistake. I try to learn from from it, but I tend to just, it, it happens in the past. It's done. I cannot change it. Yeah, let's continue. Was it always like this? I learned, I learned to do that. For me, it was less, when, when I was a kid, it was less about uh, maths, things like that. Was I was into sports mm-hmm. and I was super competitive and I always want to win. And I was very bad at, at losing, <laughs> but that, Probably that's how I learned to be more relaxed about failures. You lose all the time, right? It doesn't matter if it's a team sport or a one-person sport. It's always someone that is better than you. And it's totally fine to, to lose. You you learn and you, you learn why you lose. And, and that's it. You, you keep going. It's not the end. Yes, it's a failure. Part of the process. It's not the end. You could continue. You could learn from this failure. Yeah. As you did with your company, and you just go forward. You don't give up, basically, just because you failed this time. Yeah. Okay. Now, if we switch to positive wave, mm-hmm. what is your success? I'm super happy about one conscious decision I made some time ago. To continue the story, mm-hmm. <laughs> after I moved to a different country and start to work for different companies in that country, keep learning tons of stuff. At some point, I. I I started to think about my my life, like what's the target in my life, what's the objective. And I always value freedom a lot. Mm -hmm. So I I like to sense that the freedom and and to be free and to be able to move around and not be attached to many things. Mm -hmm. So I decided to bet for remote work. Mm -hmm way before it was popular. <laughs> so these days is quite a normal normal thing, but maybe 10 years ago it wasn't. So I really focused on finding a company that was en- enabling remote work and I managed to do it. I moved to a different country and started to do, at the beginning was like partial remote, but then mm-hmm. I managed to go fully remote. And I think that's one of the best decisions I, I I made him in my life. These days I keep working remotely. I managed to move back to my country. I live in a rural area, which I love. I spend winters and usually in, in the mountains because I, I love the mountains and, and the snow. It gave me most of the freedom that I, <laughs> I was waiting for. Mm-hmm. That was definitely a success. 
And uh, back back in the days when when I was talking about it with with friends and family, some people told me that you should think about it because you have a really nice job now in a really nice city and the place where you are right now is easier to find all the jobs. So if you go remotely, yeah, maybe for this specific company, but the market is not as big as in-house development companies. So it was a bit of a risk decision back in the days, but totally worth it. Especially now. Well, now, yeah. (laughs) Now every every single company is going remote, but yeah, that was unexpected. Some people, I, I know that they see this as a disadvantage. It depends on the person. Yeah. And also a lot of people are talking about uh, remote work now mm-hmm. and they only have the COVID experience. Mm-hmm. They haven't worked remotely before the COVID times. And working remote is not being confined at home, working remotely. That's a totally different story. I also struggled during the hard COVID times because if I'm working remotely, I couldn't leave my house. And what I like from working remote, as I mentioned, is the freedom of being able to move to the mountains, spend one week with my parents or whatever. All the freedom you you get from remote work, you, you lose it with covid restrictions so i don't know i don't know how many of those people are talking about remote work or they are talking about remote work under covid circumstances so totally different story right then then you have the people that they don't get much benefit from remote because they live in big cities they like big cities they like the office hours they like spending time with the co-workers things like that so if you enjoy that lifestyle, I totally get it. It's a different approach to life, right? Mm-hmm. And it's also hard for some people to work remotely because it requires a certain level of discipline. And for them, staying at home, it's not work. It's not work environment. I have my TV, I have my, I don't know, PlayStation or whatever. Yeah. Plenty of hacks for, for that. We, we, can, we can make a, another episode on, on remote work. I don't want to go too, too deep on that, but it's yeah the same hacks that you have in the office space, you can have the same at home. That's not an excuse. Let's leave that for another day. Good idea. Let's go with your... My success story. Yeah, your success. For some reason, I had a problem to find one. It doesn't mean that I have a, lots of successes, but to find one which I'm really proud of, so I decided to just pick one and go for it. Yeah. Uh, and it was also hard to choose because it's hard to explain why I consider this a success. But the core of this success uh, mm-hmm. I would like to share. So I will try to do it. Let's see how it goes. I would count as a success that the fact that I got opportunity to move from Russia to Europe, but not the move itself, not the fact that I have a chance to live in Berlin. It's awesome city, mm-hmm. especially for software developers. I was trying to do this multiple times, multiple attempts to find a job. Failed multiple times, but I kept doing this. Not obsessively, just from time to time. When when there's an opportunity, why not take it, right? At least try to take this opportunity. And then once I stopped trying, the chance appeared almost instantly. I was surprised. But I had to say that I stopped trying to find these opportunities myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I kept learning, I kept exploring things and sharing things with other people. That's why I say that the success looks like this this diagram that you work hard for a long time and mm-hmm. then there's a spike and then you go to the next level. You could work for years mm-hmm. and then in one moment, and boom, here you go, you're on the next level. <laughs> 
So in my case, it was the same. I was having fun with Ruby, with Rails. Mm-hmm. I had these two side projects, which is uh, rubyflow.ru, new site. It was a Ruby Drops job board for Ruby developers. Mm-hmm. Ruby Drops practiced attention of the company that gave me the job. But it's all not the success that I mean. Yeah. I count success that someone thought that it would make sense to put some efforts to bring me on board. Yeah. And I had to explain why, because moving one person to another country is not that easy. It's a responsibility for this company. It's lots of paperwork. So it's a huge challenge, I would say. Yeah, we have visa processes involved and things like that. It could be, could be painful. It takes time. It takes money, lots of work, not just to bring this person, but there's also plenty of work after this moment. And when someone says this person worth all this effort, Mm-hmm. This is success. All the hard work you did before for all these years, maybe. Now yeah. that now that's the moment. Now this is your prize. Here you go. And yeah. this I consider success. And this is super important for me. Nice one. <laughs> so that's it for today. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions or feedback, feel free to leave us a voice message on Anchor page or send us an email. You will find all instructions in the show notes. If you like the podcast, give us a five stars rating on Apple Podcast and leave a review. We would love to get your feedback. Keep being amazing. Bye. Bye.